It is a good and beautiful day to praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. For those watching online, we welcome you. I hope you enjoy it. Um, let's um, confess our vision. We are a strong, growing community of faith-filled believers who live aligned to the Word of God, and we make an eternal impact in the lives of others. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Father. We just, thank you. <laughs> it's hard to do two things at once. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm expecting, I'm expecting the glory of God in this place. And it happens every time we get together and praise. Um, Christy can testify to this. We talked about it before. Um, sometimes when we're here praising, I don't know if anybody else in the sanctuary sees or uh, feel. We don't go by feeling, but the presence of God, the glory of God. You can just see the cloud in this place. And it happens a lot. <laughs> I, so this morning I just wanted to sh share this with you and encourage you that he always shows up. He's always here. His glory is always here. And his glory is what is going to cause the miracle signs and wonders to happen in, the, in these last days. That's how we're going to see all the miracles, all the signs and all the wonders, all the healing that's going to take place, all the wonderful, miraculous things that's going to take place in the last day. It's going to be because of his presence and his glory. So this morning, let's not take up too much time and go right into worshiping him because he deserves all, all of the praise, all of the glory. Father, we just thank you that you always show up, Lord. We thank you that you never leave us or forsake us, Lord. Father, thank you that we are confident in you. We look to you, Father. We focus on you this morning, Lord, and we just heal to you, Father. And we thank you for your presence. Thank you for showing us your glory, Lord. Thank you, Father. We worship you, Thank you, Lord.
In the 
singing about the church of the Almighty God. Amen. We're part of His glorious army. And there is nothing that can stop this mighty moving force called the church of the living God. Amen. There is nothing that's going to stop this mighty moving force on this earth, the church of the living God. <laughs> the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. Amen. That's you. The gates of hell shall not prevail in your life. Amen. You're a member of the body of Christ. The gates of hell, they may be coming against you, but they'll not prevail. They'll not win. They'll not overtake you. They'll not overtake you. They'll not overcome you because you overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony. Hallelujah. There's power in the name of Jesus that can break any chain that you have in your life this morning. There's power in the name of Jesus. There's healing in the name of Jesus. There's forgiveness in the name of Jesus. There's peace in the name of Jesus. There's prosperity in the name of Jesus. There's wholeness and there's completeness soundness of mind in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Woo! Even Kingsley got excited this morning. Even he got excited this morning. He's doing a run in the church this morning. <laughs> There's power in the name of Jesus. And when we realize that that power is not somewhere out there in the universe, but that power is on the inside of the person on your left, the person on your right, the person you look in the mirror every day and look at, make sure all your hair is in place. There's power in that individual, amen? So come on, look at the person on your left and your right and say the power of God is alive in you. The power of God is working in you. The power of God, those of you watching us online this morning, those of you participating, the power of God is working and it's alive on the inside of you. His anointing, it's in you, it's in you, it's in you. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. And yet we sang about the army of God rising up. And yeah, I, I said the gates of hell will not prevail. They're trying though. The enemy, he goes about as a roaring lion. It doesn't say he is a lion. It says he acts like a lion. And when we think of a lion standing in our path, what's our first response? Fight or flight. <laughs> That's the first response when we get into a problem. 
But if we'll respond in faith, we have a response. Faith has that response. And the devil may be trying. He may be coming against you. He may be trying to attack your family, attack your mind. He may be trying to attack your pocketbook this morning. Whatever it is that he's trying, the area that he's trying to get in, you've got to know that he is a defeated enemy. He's already been defeated. Jesus Christ himself took away the keys of death, hell, and the grave from him and reduced him down to nothing. The only power he has in your life is the power that you give him. And so this morning, take back the power of God. Take it back this morning. How do I do that? I acknowledge the power that's at work in me. I say it. I open my mouth and I say the power of God is alive in me. It's quickening this body. The same power that raised, that raised, that raised him from death to life is on the inside of me. And I've been raised to life with him. And I've been seated together with him and in him in heavenly places far above it all. Far above it all. Far above strife and confusion. Far above it all. Above all the noise. Hallelujah. Father, we just honor you in this house today. You see every single person here. You see how the devil is trying. But he's not succeeding, we say this morning and declare it. In Jesus' name, he'll not succeed. His plans for us, they're going to fail in Jesus' name. Because we only want and desire one plan for our lives, and that's yours. And so we stay focused on your plan. And we stay focused on the ability that's on the inside of us that you've resourced us with. And we overcome. Hallelujah. We overcome. Hallelujah. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. The word of our testimony. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Lembre nasun un grande ne mandrende gilambro soto Andro basini un grando shomon brande gilinda mandrosi mavreshi mangando mando rosidri malando mandande ginigando subruka abila chich otamata lombraji deshamasa There are those whose testimonies are not pleasing unto me. For you see, I've said in my word that from the very moment I breathed my life into you, that you were created in my image and after my very own likeness. There's a part of me in you, says the Lord. And yet you continue to strive with me. Yet you continue to say, I'm not worthy. 
But my daughter, my son, lift up your head today and know that I am not just the one who created and formed you, but I've had have drawn you into myself and I've called you my very own child. I know you by name and I know everything about you and I love you and I always will. So change your testimony. Change the words that you speak about yourself. And when you do this, you'll allow my spirit to work and have his way on the inside of you. You sang today, have your way. And that's my desire, says the Lord. I want to have my way in your life. And I can do that when you know who you are in me, says the Lord. So lift up your head and rejoice today because you are loved by the almighty God, the creator of the universe and your father in heaven. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you for your word today. We thank you that we are strengthened because of your word in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Now come on and greet one another again. Maybe you want to share something with them. Maybe you got a testimony to share with them. I'm alive in Jesus today. He woke me up this morning. I'm so glad to be in the house of God. I've got his strength on the inside of me. I've got his life, his power, his word is working mightily in me. His word is working mightily in me. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Bless the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord, everybody. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Awesome time in worship. Let's continue on with our announcements. Glory be to God. For those who don't know me, my name is Nasha Barton. I'll be giving this week's announcement um, on Saturday, October the 23rd from 8.30 to 2 p.m. We'll be hosting this year's Jean Maxwell Live to Lead Encore presentation. All impact team leaders and those serving in any ministry capacity are encouraged to attend. Lunch will be provided and we'll have a sign-up sheet next week. So make sure you look forward to that next week. It's going to be a great event. If you came last year, you know it was an awesome event and the food was good. So come, next, um, come on to the next event on October the 23rd. How many of you have gone through the FHFC Transformation Track Program here? Raise your hand. All right. So for those who haven't, this is a path designed to take you from where you are to where God wants you to be as a member of this faith family. And there are four classes in this transformation track. And if you have not taken a class and you're interested, please see Henry. Raise, he's raising his hand right here. He is the leader of that class, and he will get you situated with the next class. All right? 
Amen. And we are excited for our event on November the 27th, where we'll be going to Providence Trinity Prep to see the Christmas Carol. How many of you are excited about that? Very excited about that. There is a sign-up on the back table. If you haven't signed up yet, please do so. We're trying to fill the bus up, so invite your friends and your family. The cost is $100 per person, and that includes the bus ride, the ticket, and the price of gratuity. So final payments are due on November the 1st. You can make a one-time payment or you can make installment plans. Please see Sister Patty in regards to that. On October the 31st, we'll be having another trunk or treat um, um, this year at the church. This is Family Sunday, so get excited about that. How many had a great time last year at the trunk or treat? And so get excited about that. This is also Family Sunday, so please wear your T-shirts. It's a family thing T-shirt. And um, there'll be more information on that, but please save the date now. That's Sunday, October the 31st, right after service. We'll go out and have a great time for the Trunk or Treat program. Last but not least, our Kingdom Couples event. The next one is going to be on Sweetest Day. I hope you guys are excited about that. October the 16th, um, Sweetest Day. This is a time for the ladies to show the men in their life how much they love and appreciate them. So ladies, let's get excited. The men are expecting. They're going to be expecting something on Sweetest Day. So even if you don't come to the event, find something special to do for the man in your life. So we'll be, we have a sign-up back there. What we plan to do is to go see the movie Courageous together. They did a remake of the movie. It'll be in theaters. And then we like to go out to dinner. But you can do either or. You can do both indicated on the sign-up in the back. Um, make sure you sign our social media pages um, to stay up to date with information about this church. I hope you're excited about the things God is doing. And now who's ready to give? Amen. Amen. Good morning, church. Um, if you need an um, offering envelope, please raise your hand and the usher will put one in your hand. Also, don't forget the roof. Um, I'm going to go ahead and share my testimony. I know I share it. <laughs> I shared it already like a couple of weeks ago on Wednesday night. But um, my husband came up to me and he said, oh, I have in my, I, God put in my heart that we should sow towards the roof. I'm like, okay, let's do it. And um, we did that. We sowed a seed. And the very next week, we got checked in the mail. All glory to God. And our mortgage is also $128 less. <laughs> from from now on. Thank you, Jesus. God wants to continuously bless us so we could bless others. He, and he doesn't even stop with us. He said, he, I'll bless you, I'll bless your children, and I'll bless your children's children. And uh, Genesis 28, 4. Um, it says, May God pass on to you and your descendants the blessings he promised to Abraham. May you own this land where you are now living as a foreign, for God gave this land to Abraham. Abraham, And we know that we are seed of Abraham. And Psalm 112, 2 and 3, it says that children will be successful everywhere 
an entire generation of godly people will be blessed. They themselves will be wealthy and their good deed will last forever. Also on Proverbs um, 13.22, it says, A good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. And, of course, I have to read this part. And the wealth of sinners is stored up for the just. <laughs> Amen. Our God is so good, and he is so faithful. And if we do our part, he, is, he always does his part. He always does his part. Thank you, Jesus. Let's all stand up and read our confession this morning. Ready? Read. Because we are tithers, the windows of heavens are open. The blessing is poured out. Because we are sowers, we are furnished in abundance for every good work. We receive jobs or better jobs, raises and bonuses, benefits, sales, and commissions, settlements in states and inheritance, interest and income, rebates and returns. We receive checks in the mail, supernatural wealth transfer, bills paid off, debts abolished, royalty received, and property acquired. We are getting our land, lands, houses, vehicles, and equipment. God is bringing into our hand great big seed, and we are moving forward in faith in every area of our lives. We command our harvest to come. Harvest come to us now. Harvest an angel, go get it and bring it to us right now. In Jesus' name, amen. If you're ready, bring your offering and put them in the bucket, please. Glory to God. We give cheerfully. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. Glory to God. So we got 123 in for the roof. I love that middle number. It's going down. We're almost at 3,000. Uh, just a little uh, $122. If we'd got the same amount, we'd be under that. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. We started off at $17,000. Right. $17,000. We'll pray. Uh, $17,000. That's a long way from 3,000. Amen. I like to see those numbers in my own personal budget, never mind in church. So I'm excited about that. Uh, we kind of took the roof and cut it in half. And so that's half of what's left for it. So we thank God uh, for that. Glory to God. Let's pray. Agree, stretch out your hands here. This is the money that you worked hard for or that God provided to you. And so we don't take this time lightly. We thank God uh, for the opportunity to invest in his kingdom. It's yeah. investment time. Yeah. Amen. Father, we thank you for this time of investment. We sow our seed knowing that you are faithful to provide. You give seed to the sower and bread for food. And so we thank you that all of our needs are taken care of and that we have more than enough to meet the need of every situation. In Jesus' name, we thank you, Father, that the windows of heaven are open and that you are pouring out a blessing that we are unable to contain, but we'll find a way to do it. <laughs> we thank you when we give you praise and honor for this opportunity. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thank you, Donnie. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. Bless the Lord. Well, 
Are you glad to be in the house of the Lord today? You are the house of the Lord, but I'm grateful for the place that he has given us that we can come together and meet together. Amen? Amen. Nothing like meeting in the presence of God together. Hallelujah. Turn with me, if you will, to 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Or actually, let's look at chapter 12 first. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And we're going to read verse 7 to 11. If you have uh, the Bible app there and you have the New King James Version, that's the version that we're going to be reading from this morning. So I'm going to ask, who has found it? 1 Corinthians. Okay, who wants to quickly come up here and read it for us? We're going to have some participation this morning. Come on, quick, 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 quick. Come on. Come on. Come on, please. Thank you. <laughs> somebody. <laughs> Verse 7 to I'm not 11. somebody, I'm just anybody. <laughs> Go ahead. Seven through what? Verse 11. Mm -hmm. Seven to 11. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same Spirit, and to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, and to another, different kinds of tongues, to another, the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. Amen. Thank you for that. Thank you for reading that. Yes, give my hand. Glory to God. How many of you believe that everything we find in Scripture is for us today? Yes. Amen. Yes. Everything that we read in Scripture is relevant. And God wants us to know more about it. And so that is our foundation passage that we've been reading over the last nine weeks that we've done this series. And we're talking about the Holy Spirit and his gifts. Uh, last week, we talked a little bit about the gift of tongues, which is in the category of gifts we call the vocal gifts. Remember, they're the gifts that obviously say something, right? If I'm vocal, if I'm a vocalist, I sing or I say something, right? And so the gifts that are in this category are the gift of prophecy, the gift of tongues, and the gift of interpretation of tongues. Those are the vocal gifts. And so we talked a little bit about the gift of tongues last week, and we find that in verse 10 uh, that we just read, that Henry just read for us in verse 10. It talks about... One translation says diverse kinds of tongues. And so it's the Bible, I tell you, translations sometimes you'd be like, what? That just means different kinds of tongues. <laughs> Jesus called it in Mark chapter 16, new tongues. They'll speak. What does that mean? That means tongues that you've never spoken before. That's they're new, right? If I learn a language, that's a new language for me. And so tongues, is, it, it's, it's something that you, you didn't learn by your natural ability, but God gave it to you. And so now we don't have time to review too much, so you can go online. If you missed it, I highly recommend you go back and listen to last week because these two kind of go together, what we're talking about this week and last week. If you go back and watch, watch the whole service. I know you'll be blessed uh, by it. We talked about your devotional tongue or your heavenly language. We said that tongues is a vocal miracle and that we should speak in tongues often. 
We also talked about how the gift of tongues is different than devotional tongues. That's where we kind of left off last week. It's a come together gift, we said. We see that in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 26. It says, whenever you come together, each of you has a psalm, has a teaching, has a tongue, has a revelation, has an interpretation. And then he says, let all things be done for edification. So we said an individual can start out praying in their private tongue, their heavenly devotional tongue. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> the prompter, the Holy Spirit's inner prompting, he prompts them to deliver a special message in tongues from the heart of God to a particular individual or assembled group. Now, I don't have to really explain this too much or give examples because we had one just this morning, <laughs> right? God's faithful. You talk about something, you expect something, he's going to demonstrate. The Holy Spirit loves to demonstrate the word of God. He loves to confirm the word of God with signs and wonders. And that's what he did this morning. The word that I received, the utterance in tongues that I received, when I gave that, I had no idea what was coming afterwards. None. In fact, I'm like looking like this at mom. See, does she got the interpretation? You know, you're doing this in faith and with courage, right? With faith and courage. I just asked if anybody wanted to come up and read, just to read, not recite or, or memorize. And we didn't get many volunteers. We don't like to step out sometimes because, well, what if I read it wrong? What if I'm in the wrong chapter? And I read, what if they, she tells me, read louder? What, who cares? You're amongst family. We've got to remember that. And if we'll just yield to the prompting of the Lord just very simply, it doesn't matter if we make a mistake. He'll fix it. He's not going to fall off his throne because I said the wrong thing or you said the wrong thing. There's forgiveness and there's grace and mercy. Amen. So I was kind of looking over. I took a sec to look and she was, so I said, oh no, she doesn't have anything. Usually she'll be like, <laughs> okay, I got something or him. And they're like praising. I'm like, oh, okay, we're doing this, Holy Spirit. We're doing it. And so you just yield to the Holy Spirit. You don't know what you're going to say. That's why it takes faith and courage. And sometimes I have limited words. And I'll hear a word and I'm like, Does that even, is that even a word, Lord? Because I don't have, know every word in the English language. Is that a word? Does that sentence fit together okay? Okay, fine. I'm delivering it the way I hear it in my heart. And so that is tongues and interpretation. And he said there at the end of, we just read verse 26, it says, let all things be done for edification. The gift of tongues and interpretation of tongues are for edification. That is what they're for, for the building up and strengthening of the church. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. Last week, we also looked at several passages where Paul instructed the church at Corinth about the gift of tongues. Remember, this is the church that came out of Corinth. <laughs> to be a drunk in those days was to be a Corinth. <laughs> That's what you were called. 
And so they were very competitive nation. They were uh, a territory. We talked about it back a, a, a while ago. You could go back and listen to the first message we did on it. We talked about how the church of Corinth came out of that. He said, you were worshiping idols. They were worshiping goddesses and different things. And he said, now you've come into the kingdom of God. And now he had to teach them the way God does things. And so they were, though, even though they had that past, they were enriched, spiritually wealthy with the gifts of the Spirit manifesting in all of their services, especially the vocal gifts. The vocal gifts were, were manifesting like every service. And so Paul took a lot of time and he talked to them and instructed them on the rules of operation for the gift of tongues and interpretation of tongues and prophecy. And so we also saw, I just mentioned in Mark chapter 16, that Jesus included speaking in tongues in his great commission to the church in his last address to the people on earth. Right before he was ascending to heaven, he said that new tongues would be a sign for unbelievers. And Paul further breaks that down in 1 Corinthians 14 when he says, tongues are for a sign for unbelievers. Prophecy is for believers. And so we'll look more into that next week when we talk about the gift of prophecy. So then we also talked about in 1 Corinthians 14 verse 5, I wish you all spoke with tongues, but even more that you prophesied. For he who prophesies is greater than he who speaks with tongues. And listen to this last part. Unless indeed he interprets that the church may receive edification. The gift of interpretation of tongues must accompany the gift of tongues. Otherwise, no one is going to be edified, strengthened, or built up. I could have delivered that message in tongues this morning, and we could have said, well, praise God, she was magnifying the Lord, and move on. But we would have missed that message. We would have missed that. That strengthening, that strengthens. Anytime someone prays in tongues in front of you and stuff, if you're a seasoned believer, you get excited. Oh, this is good. But you don't understand a word they say. If I got up and said, okay, I'm going to just deliver the word of God today and just began speaking in Cape Verdean, I would lose over half of this congregation. I'd even lose those who speak Cape Verdean because you wouldn't even understand me the way I speak, right? So you would be like, what, what's going on? Well, imagine if I got up and started just preaching in tongues and just spoke in tongues the whole time. You'd be like, okay, this is interesting. But you're not going to be strengthened and edified because you don't have nothing to hold on to. So that's not what this gift is for. But that's what the church at Corinth was doing. They were all kind of getting up and, oh, we got this thing called tongues. And so let's use it. That's why Paul said, don't do it like that. He didn't say don't speak in tongues publicly at all. He said there's an order to it. Amen. All right. So he told them how to flow with the gift of tongues. And, and we've got to ask and expect the interpretation of that tongue so the church can understand what God is saying and so we can be edified and strengthened. It makes sense, right? Everything God does makes sense. 
All right, so today let's talk a little bit, we just have a few minutes, about the interpretation of tongues and how it accompanies the gift of tongues. Now remember, we said that tongues and interpretation of tongues are the only two gifts of the nine gifts that are for our specific dispensation or the church age that we are living in right now. So if you try to search the scriptures for the gift of tongues or interpretation of tongues, you will not find anything in the word of God before Acts chapter 2. Nothing about tongues or interpretation of tongues, except when Jesus mentioned it in Mark chapter 16, which is right before. Uh, right before that Acts chapter 2 moment because he ascended and then remember the next event that we hear about is the coming of the Holy Spirit. And so you won't see anything, any examples like we did of the word of wisdom in the Old Testament, word of knowledge. You won't see any of that. It's for our dispensation that we are living in right now. So at the end of 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse 5, Paul said, for who prophesies is greater than he who speaks with tongues, unless indeed he interprets that the church may receive edification. The interpretation of tongues is the supernatural understanding and vocalizing of the meaning of the message that was spoken in tongues. Very simply, right? Very simply put. We're using the word message because it's a word we understand, but it really is an utterance, is what it is. The gift is not a translation of tongues. It's the interpretation of tongues. Again, it's a supernatural understanding of the meaning of the utterance that was delivered. The person who delivers the interpretation didn't understand word for word what came out in tongues. This morning, I don't know what everything that I said in tongues was. But the interpretation of it is a spirit-inspired interpretation, not a word for word translation. You'll remember a few times, and it may, it may have been that way this morning, I'm trying to remember. Sometimes the word in tongues can seem very lengthy. And then the interpretation be like, do, 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 do. And you're like, wait a minute. That was all that, and it was just that, or the other way around, vice versa. The tongue can be very short, and then the person can go on and on with an interpretation. It's not a translation. I mean, it's, not, it's not word for word. It's an interpretation of the meaning of the message. This is what my spirit and the Holy Spirit is understanding that to mean. And, and that's how it's delivered. So many of the nine gifts of the Spirit work in partnership or collaboration with each other, many of them. Uh, tongues and interpretation are two of the gifts that do. In fact, they are dependent on each other. They are totally dependent on each other. The entire chapter of 1 Corinthians 14 is Paul instructing the church regarding these vocal gifts, as we said. These gifts manifested frequently. And in verse 33 of 1 Corinthians chapter 14, Paul says this, For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all churches of the saints. Then in verse 40, 
He echoes that again, and because it's important that we get it. Let all things be done decently and in order. He just spent that chapter. Now, we get chapters. It wasn't a chapter. It was a letter he was writing to them. But we get chapters and verse so we know where to find things. And he spent the whole chapter 14 talking about the vocal gifts, the gift of tongues, and the interpretation of tongues. Then at the very end, he instructs them that it needs to be done in order. And he tells them God is a God of order. Amen? If we want to benefit from the gift of the Spirit that's in operation at that time, and we should, we have to maintain good order in our services. And, and I'll explain that here in a minute. Let's look at the instruction Paul gave them about the gift of tongues and interpretation of tongues. 1 Corinthians 14, 27 and 28. If anyone speaks in a tongue... Let there be two or at the most three, each in turn, and let one interpret. But if there is no interpreter, let him keep silent in church. Let him speak to himself and to God. Easy enough. This is very easy to understand. No more than three utterances in a service and one person interprets. Very simple, right? We don't need... Any competitive interpretations? Well, that's not what I, this is what was happening with the Corinthian church. Well, excuse me, here's what I believe God was saying. So there you go. And then some, well, no, I don't know. And then it turns into division <laughs> and arguing and strife. And no, I think sister so-and-so, she's more filled with the spirit than Bobby over there. I think she got the message right. I don't know what Bobby is thinking over there, but she got, this is what was happening. It was causing dissension and strife in the church because there was more than one interpreter. One interpreter, no more than three. It, this is simple. This is the most, uh, when it comes to uh, how God is with order, this scripture right here, it shows us God's divine order in the church more than any other verse. It's this manifestation right here is God showing us like very straightforward how this should be. And so we need to talk about it in church. Amen. A lot of times we don't talk about it. Then stuff happens and we go out. We don't want that anymore. And then we just shove the gift of tongues and interpretation to the back of the room because we don't want to get into that. That's how a lot of churches are doing with the gifts of the Spirit because there's no order, things happen, so let's not have it move anymore. Let's not have the Holy Spirit move. And so we just kind of write them out of the service and we'll not do that in this church because we know what the gifts of the Spirit can do for a church. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. So this is one of the clearest manifestations uh, of church order in the Bible, one of the clearest. Uh, let's see. So I've been in services where there's been no interpretation. Been there? Tongues was given, no interpretation. Why? Because the individual who delivered the message in tongues then thought, oh, I feel someone else has the interpretation, not me. So they stood, they waited, and the person that had the interpretation was like, hmm, like we did with reading the Bible verse this morning. They didn't give it. After service, you're talking to people, and the person's like, oh, I knew I had a word to give to the congregation. And I'm like, dude, you messed it up for the rest of it. No, we have grace and mercy. We say, next time. 
time, deliver the message, right? We say, next time, deliver the message. And so Dad Hagen said, I don't feel so bad. It's been in services with us. But even Dad Hagen, brother Kenneth E. Hagen, had this happen to him where he had the utterance in tongues. He delivered it. He sensed Mr. So-and-so was supposed to deliver the interpretation. Mr. So-and-so was not leaning in and in tune with the Holy Spirit. He didn't give the interpretation either. So they kind of just sat there. So Dad Hagen said what he did, he said, God, give me that again. So he got that utterance again. He delivered, restart. He delivered it again. And then he said, give me the interpretation. And he delivered it himself. See, God is gracious. The Holy Spirit is so kind and gracious. Even when we mess up, he will just guide us and help us and lead us through it. Amen? Amen. So let me take a, a minute and say this, though. The Holy Spirit is a gentleman who can be grieved. And he is not going to show up in a room where he is disrespected, dishonored, or where people are distracted and not fully engaged and leaning in to him. He just won't do it. He won't do it. We limit him when we're distracted and when we do that. I've seen it. <laughs> As a worship leader, the worship team can confirm this too. You've seen it. The Spirit of God will begin to move, and it will get quiet, because it usually does a lot of times. You just get quiet in the peace of God. And then someone will think, this is the best time for me to open up my water. <laughs> and, and you're like, oh. Well, that's not good. Or, you know what? I'm going to go use the bathroom right now. <laughs> now everybody's turned around, distracted. We're not thinking about the Spirit of God anymore. We're like, oh, okay, what's going on over there? Oh, look at her shoes. Girl, your shoes are fire. Then you feel the spirit start to wane and start to dissipate. You could feel that anointing just go, mm. why? Because the Holy Spirit says, oh, they're more interested in shoes and, and water. So let them have their shoes and water. What did shoes and water ever do for you? <laughs> right? But what did we come to church for today? Why are we here? Is it to display my new shoes and my outfit for you? No. I like it. I'm always going to address it and, and, and say, ooh, you look nice today. I, I'll always do that. But that's not why we're here. We're here for the presence of God, for the glory of God. Yeah, we have it in our homes, but there's nothing like this corporate setting where the girl next to you and the guy next to you has come in faith. They're expecting and you're expecting and your faith along with theirs and rivers of living water are flowing. And now the Spirit of God begins to move. And so he's not going to move when we start making noise. You'll hear, you know, someone's, their phone will go off. That's a, that's a good one. <laughs> in these days and times we live in, it gets real quiet, and you're like, okay, Holy Spirit, speak. What are you going to do? What are you going to And it starts to ring. Okay. You know, those are the kind of things that will grieve the Holy Spirit. They'll grieve him. If you come up to me and you start talking to me, and you're having a conversation with me, and I'm looking at you, but then I'm looking over there, and I'm looking over here, and I've been guilty of this. I've really had to learn to, to not do this. When you have children, you tend to do this, especially when your kids are running around the church, and you can sense it, and you're like, where are they? As you're talking to the individual. Well, 
I've, I've done that before. And so how long are you going to talk to me if you're talking to me and you're like, she is not even listening to me? Well, that's how the Holy Spirit is. He's, he's like, you know what? They're not going to receive this message I'm, I'm, I'm giving them. So why? why? Why speak? And so he gets grieved. And so we've got to make sure that we are setting an atmosphere where he is respected and honored. Amen? That he's honored. Glory to God. Because Ephesians 4.30, that, it confirms it. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. Do not grieve him. So he's a person, he's a gentleman, we can grieve him, and he wants to manifest himself more than we want him to manifest. He really does. And so uh, when he begins to move, we reverence and lean into him even more. When there's a gift of tongues that is delivered, lean into him, press into him, and say, what's next, Holy Spirit? Because you know an interpretation is about to follow. In order for us to be man, uh, uh, edified and built up and strengthened, something has to follow. And so lean into him, lean into the Holy Spirit, and just know something, he's going to speak through somebody. That doesn't mean we can't laugh and have a good time in church. Of course we can. We always will. I love having a good time. And when the Spirit of God moves, you have the best time. You won't want any other kind of service. And so that we can have a good time in church. I love to laugh. I love to have a good time. At the same time, we reverence and we make space for him. Amen? So we want to reverence and honor him, and we lean into him. Hallelujah. So as we increase, I'm going to close with this. As we increase our level of expectation for the gifts of the Spirit in this church, I know we have in this church certain individuals, and I'm not going to sit here and name people. We have certain individuals who know how to yield to the Spirit of God. And they've been moved in the past, uh, and the gifts of the Spirit, they functioned in the gifts of the Spirit in the past. And so if they look at me during a service, if I'm up here and they look at me and they go, I'm like quick to hand my mic to them. I'm quick to say, here you go. I know you got something. There are, they, they are just individuals who have been with us for a long time. I know them. I know that they yield to the Holy Spirit. And so I'm quick to hand the mic to them. But they're not the only ones that God can move in and through during our services. Not the only ones. And so I want to make sure I give a little instruction to our, our church here. I'm talking to our members here. I'm going to give some instruction just as Paul did because I'm expecting to see an increase in the gifts of the Spirit in this church. Are you expecting it? That's why we're talking about it. That's why we're talking. That's where the glory is going to fall in the local church. And so when the Holy Spirit comes, he comes with his gifts. Amen? And so here's how uh, we're going to do it in this church, okay? So say the Spirit of God is moving and uh, we're in, you know, we're a time of worship or something. It's nearing the end and my goodness, the Spirit of God is moving and you are an active member of this faith family. What do I mean? You went through our transformation track. You are faithfully serving. You come every week. You just don't come every once in a while but you're an active member of this congregation because that's who God's going to speak to. You've hooked up with us. You're all in. Your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength is connected to this body because that's who God's going to... He's not going to get someone off the street to come in and go, I have a word for your church. Now, if we invite a guest, something like that, that's different. 
But he's going to use the ones within the church who are leaning and pressing into him, who have the heart of God for this body. That's who he's going to use to strengthen this body. And so if that's you and you have a sense, oh, a strong sense, I have something. It's a, it's a word of wisdom, word of knowledge, or tongues. You don't even have to know what it's called. I'm going to tell you, just get up very quickly, stealth-like. Don't draw attention to yourself. Find an usher. Go get an usher and call him aside and say, listen, I have a word from the Lord. Okay? If I'm up here ministering at that time, they'll come get mama. They'll come bring you up to mama, and you can tell mama just a little bit of what you have. If you want to write it down, you can write it down. Tell mama just, you don't got to tell the whole thing, just a little bit about what you have. And then mom knows how to work and yield with the Holy Spirit. She'll know sometimes you've got it. And you get so excited, i got to share it right now or I'm going to lose it. No, no, the Holy Spirit will bring that back to your remembrance when the time is right. So it may not be the right time. She may say, listen, just sit here with me for a minute. When the time is right, I'll get you up there. So she'll do that. If I'm in my seat, ushers can come get me. And, and we'll do it in order. Do you see that? Because someone, if we don't do that and we don't put that into place, someone can come in here and say, I'm a prophet of God. I've got a word from your for your church. And I hand them over the mic. And they come up here and they go, you need to give your car away to that person behind you, says the Lord God. It's happened. Don't laugh. <laughs> it's happened. It has happened. You need to give $1,000 today, right now, to my ministry. It's happened. And so we, we don't want to do that. We don't want to do that. And so we, we make, we have an order that we're going to do it. So that, if that's you and you feel, a sense, ooh, okay, the spirit of God. And so then you come see me or mom, the ushers will bring you to us and then we'll get you up here with that word. And it's going to edify and build up this body. And we're excited about that. If you're not on the praise team or if you're not a scheduled speaker, obviously you got to get up here somehow, right? Don't just come charging up. Please don't come charging up, because you might get taken down by Mr. Thomas. <laughs> Mr. Thomas might just whoom, lay you out in the Holy Ghost. <laughs> so don't do that. If I see you charging, you see my eyes get big, my eyes get really big. You see that happening, you know something's about to go down. And my usher's got my back in my front. So... <laughs> Don't come charging up, do it in order, amen? So that way everyone can be edified. And don't do it from your seat because nobody will hear you online. And they're participating with us online. We want them to hear it. We want them to be edified and built up too. Don't, thus says the Lord, and nobody can hear what you say from there. No, it's a message from the Lord and we need to hear it. And so have them come up here and, and do that, amen? Okay. So that's how we're going to proceed. Is that clear? I know. This is like, what? This is a message for Sunday? Yes, we've got to be teaching this because we're expecting it. Are you expecting it? I'm expecting it. I'm expecting the Holy Spirit to move. So I'll leave you with this. The way to get ready for this and to just practice his presence, do it at home. Pray in your tongues. I talk about articulating your prayer language. Sometimes God wants you to know what you're saying in tongues. He'll give you words in English while you're praying in tongues. You'll go, oh, I just said the name of that country. I was, 
I'm praying for Afghanistan and I didn't even know. You'll get words in English. And so as those words come to you, you articulate it. Sometimes you don't say them. Well, to yield to the Lord, you have to say it. Open your mouth and say it. If you'll do that then, you'll do it now. Amen? You'll do it in church. He'll be able to give you more. Whole sentences and messages and all of that. Amen? So practice this at home. Howard Carter said this. I'll close with this saying. He said, we must not forget that the speaking with other tongues is not only an initial evidence of the Holy Spirit's indwelling. It is a continual experience for the rest of his life to assist in the worship of God. It is a flowing stream that should never dry up and that will enrich the life spiritually. Amen. Amen. A flowing stream that should never dry up. Hallelujah. Come on and stand with me. I hope you got something out of that. Next week, we're going to talk about the gift of prophecy. And I'm telling you, our expectation and hunger for the Holy Spirit and his gifts are increasing. Amen. We're going to see it, guys.